Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of T-Pop the Pod. I'm your host, Kevin Cray. And I'm Steve DiMaselli. Steve, uh, Pirates as we speak up here. Let me just check, double check here to be putting the wraps on this series with the Nationals, which is a team that is right there in terms of overall record, meaning disappointing. Uh, they're both rebuilding clubs, slightly different stages of it. Um, I don't really want to weigh in on the Nationals a ton, but the Pirates are actually playing decent ball here in September. Um, and there's an outside chance that not only are they going to hit your initial preseason prediction of 73, but if they really hustle their muscle, they can maybe even get close to mine of 78. Which just, you know, obviously from perspective, that's a quite a steep fall from the 20 and eight record they had at the end of April, but you know, water finds its own level and we'll see where they end up at the end of the year. Yeah. I mean, I'll still take it. Um, you know, it's still an improvement over the, if you're looking at it year over year, like just taking a snapshot end of the year versus end of the year, you know, it's, it's pretty clear that this year's team has improved at this point. So, um, as far as the nationals go, I mean, they're, they're just organizationally, they're a hot mess right now. Um, I know that you, (laughs) I know that you don't want to talk about them, but you know, they've got some really, really good pot, good prospects in the in the pipeline, but their ownership in front office, my goodness, I, I do not envy them at the moment. So. Yeah. The whole Steven Strasburg thing is really ugly. Um, I don't know how you do a franchise legend like that um is he the best player i'm just thinking off the top of my head he's probably the best national i would put him over ryan zimmerman but is he the best including the montreal expos um i mean we're talking no i think i mean mean, dawson played for the expos didn't he or are we yeah. just talking strictly pitchers? We're not talking strictly pitchers. Yeah, I mean, Dawson's no, no, no. in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I he's definitely a better Dawson, player, I'd say, overall. Dawson's in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But if we're talking just his tenure with the uh, just Expos. Just with the Expos. Um, yeah. Maybe. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, uh, to, to me, really good years elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I mean, to he me, dominated. he's a cub. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he, I, think... I'm, I just pulled up his page and he played 10 years in Montreal and only six in Chicago. So that's, you know, my dumb memory. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's he earned his keep with the Expos. So, yeah, yeah I mean, probably probably Dawson. I would but I mean, like. Strasburg, if he didn't get hurt, was probably headed for the Hall, too. So, I mean, I don't yeah. think it's an unfair comp one way or the other. I mean, I definitely think I, I, I think it was astute of you to leave Bryce Harper out of this conversation. Um, mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he obviously has gone on to, you know, he, he, he put in his six and was out the door, you know. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, yeah. to say, to say Dawson won Strasburg too, I, I think that's definitely a good way to look at her. I mean, I think, I think you made the argument for Strasburg overall too, though. Uh, you know, Gary Carter's in the mix maybe. Um, but yeah, yeah. Strasburg, 
they they won a World Series with him. You know? That's true. Yeah. Well, enough about the Nationals. Let's turn our yeah. attention back to the Pirates. Uh, I got a question for you. Yeah. So, I don't know if you've noticed, but the Pirates really only have two starting pitchers out of five that you're like, ooh, I can't wait to watch this guy pitch. And that's Oviedo and Mitch Keller, of course. Sure. But Bailey Falter is not sexy, but he's also not been terrible. So has he done enough, not to say he's locked a 2024 rotation spot in, but he's has he done enough for you to at least give him the inside track on a rotation spot? Yes. And by he's done enough... I mean, there's still people that are injured <laughs> that is uh, that, that he's going to be keeping the seat warm for potentially. Mm-hmm. I, I think yep. he's definitely going to be in the mix. And I think he is. Um, I, I think that he'll probably start the season as the team's number four. Um, and, and I sort of this season with the Phillies, he started the, the year on the, um, you know, in the rotation he was their sixth man, started the year in the rotation because Ranger Suarez was hurt, okay? I kind of have envisioned him in the role of, you know, just keeping the seat warm until... Because Brubaker is going to be out probably, I would guess, until at least the end of May. You know, and that's probably optimistic recovery time from Tommy Johns. He's probably looking more beginning of June. So, but I think I think Falter's a lock to at least get, like, one of the back-end slots locked down at this point i mean i kind of have the other one i probably would put falter four and then whoever uh whoever of quinn priester luis ortiz ronzi Contreras does the best in spring training that's probably who i would give the five to at this point um you know and and obviously you know the the other two we talked about are earlier in the rotation and there's an external two that I'd like to see them bring in. But I think one through four, I think you're fine with options at five, um, you know, and JT Brubaker getting healthy. I think that's a, a, a pretty decent rotation, honestly. Yeah, I, I'd like to see them probably bring in one, if not two, free agents and then just really have a free-for-all for that five spot. And if Ortiz and Contreras don't come out completely on fire, then uh, I'm very willing to let them marinate in triple a well ronzi's ronzi's out of options at this point so Mm, he's not marinating anywhere um you know so he's got to either make the opening day roster or he's somebody's going to take a shot at him if he has to clear papers so um you know uh, because somebody's going to fix him the raise um you know (laughs) it's it's just it's just a lock like he's he's not making it he's not making it if he doesn't make the opening day roster so the Pirates are going to almost have to carve something out for him. And and we'll talk about that a little, where, where I sort of see him fitting, you know, if he doesn't make the rotation. But he's looked a little better in AAA lately. I mean, he's, velocity is like still down, um, you know, but he's throwing strikes a lot more, like the walk rate's down. Um, you know, even though the velocity's off, you know, I think the Ks are coming up again a little bit. But, um, and Ortiz has looked okay, his last couple of starts in the majors priester was obviously uh, uh you know a, a nice start to his evening this evening and then kind of you know fell off the cliff in his fourth inning or his fifth inning of work you know so 
Um, but I don't know. I mean, like, I think there's a decent chance that one of those guys ends up in the rotation. Um, you know, I think they, they still need to give them a shot. I, I like the idea of just signing one person because you've got other guys that are going to be coming along, you know, this, this year. You, you've got, you, you probably got three guys in Solomito Jones and Skeens. They're going to be right, right, you know, chomping at the bit to come up from AAA. But then again, as we've learned this year, you can never have enough pitching. So maybe you do bring right. in another guy for the mix. So, so you know. It's interesting you said that about Jones and Solomato because they've both had very good years. Um, but I'm, what I'm worried about is their inning counts. Mm-hmm. They just, they really didn't uh, stretch out. And no. if you look at each, if you look at each of those guys, I, I just don't see them having a major league workload of 160 to 180 innings. Whether you know however you want to phrase it, combined between triple and MLB next year, I yeah, I just don't know if they've built them up properly enough. I was a little taken aback by that from both of those guys this year. Solom Meadow, I'm a little bit more concerned with um, in that department in the sense that he's also lost velocity as the season's gone on. So not only has he you know had a light workload this year, he's also like slowed it down you know pretty early you know. Pretty, pretty much, you know, I mean, you know, his velocities slowed down as he slowed down. Uh, they started putting him on an innings count, I think, in June or July already. Like, I think he like, he hit his innings number by, like, the end of May. Like, it was insane from his first year. And he's still super young. So, I mean, you might be right that he might not be on a on that workload just yet. Uh, I mean, he might need another year or two just to build up his arm and that's perfectly fine. You know, I mean, he's 20 in double a already, you know, there's not a lot of pitchers that young in the majors at this point, you know? So, um, but Jared Jones said, yeah, ahead. I was just going to say Jared Jones has 115 and okay. Solomito has 110, 110. I mean, but think about it this way. So you figure maybe plus 40 innings for them next year. They're both going to get another start in this week. So that's going to bump. So, I mean, you know, so that is going to put, you know, plus 40 is going to put Jones to 160. How many guys really throw more than 160 innings anymore, though, anyway? Like, you know, especially at the back of a rotation, which is where they'd end up like sort of starting out at. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm not really worried about that. I wouldn't even be surprised if, one of them, if they do get called up, if, you know, some, they're going to, you know, the, the picture might be getting a little bit more crowded by the time, especially Solomito's ready that, you know, especially if one of those, that bully bays of three, like kind of underachievers from this season, if one of those guys that I mentioned in line for the fifth spot, if one of those guys lays claim, then, you know, they might spend some time reasonably as a middle relief or a multi-inning relief pitcher. You know, yeah. so, um, you know, so that's going to limit their innings as well, too. So I, I don't think I'm necessarily worried about it. Um, I don't I, I'm not I, I, I'm not necessarily. I, but I, I mean, again, if if Solomon is still struggling at about the 110 pitch innings mark next year again, too, then then I think I'll start to be a little bit concerned. Um yeah. Well, it's interesting you said that about the bullpen because we've sort of talked around the issue, maybe, but just not directly. Uh, is it safe to say the Pirates have a good bullpen right now? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, I mean, 
I think it's competitive adjacent at this point, and I think it's probably the first part of the the team that's that's sort of rounding into that form. Um, you know, if you look at how they're doing statistically at this point, from an ERA standpoint, they're not doing great when you compare them to their NL peers. They're ninth overall, but uh, in terms of NL teams, but that puts them, they actually, their number puts them 16th in baseball. So, I mean, like, they're sort of dead middle of the road as far as the ERA goes. Fifth is, FIP's a little bit better, 13th in the majors, 8th in the NL. Uh, yeah, and that's before tonight's game. So, to be clear, because, you know, uh, I, I don't think Quinn Priester really helped these numbers out at all. So, um, but uh, F4, they are, um, F4, they're 10th in the in the majors, which I think is awesome. And that's, but that's still only good for 7th in the National League. There's just some really good bullpens in the National League at this point. Like, but yeah. I, I mean, if you look at it from the sort of global major league standpoint, I think they're in pretty good shape. One, you know, and 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 the last one, you know, last statistic that I really want to highlight here is blown saves. Um, the Pirates are seventh in the league in the fewest blown saves and third in the NL. Um, now, I, I mean, I know what you're kind of thinking. You're like, well, you know, they're not a competitive team. They haven't been in that many situations. You know, so so I mean, they're going to be behind, so there's not going to be as many opportunities for them to blow saves, and that's that's true, yes, absolutely. But two teams that are ahead of them in the in the National League are Chicago and Los Angeles, and a couple of the a, the AL teams that are ahead of them are Houston, Boston, and Toronto. So it's not like these are bad teams ahead of them, you know. So um, they're right there with good teams. You know, good teams don't blow saves either. So. I, like I said, I mean, I, I think that they are still a work in prospect, but this is still a very, it, it, pro, yeah, this is still a work in progress. Um, I, I think I slipped, I got ahead of myself there, and then that in the sense that they are still a very young bullpen, um, and there's still a lot of prospects here, guys that are just really starting to cut their teeth in the uh, in the majors. I, I I didn't realize how many of these guys were rookies. Um, but Holderman still can, was, can, came into the season with his, his, his rookie eligibility. Moretta came in as, as a rookie as well this year too. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, Perdomo, all those guys, all, all people that I thought were veterans, you know, or that I just, or that I thought were around longer, you know, just haven't been, there's a lot of inexperience here. So the, I think that that's a good baseline you know, when you weigh, you know, statistically, that's a good baseline when you weigh in that inexperience. So how, how would you build out the Pirates 2024 bullpen? Uh, Because I kind of feel like maybe one or it's only really one or two spots that we really need to talk about here. But yeah, um, I, I think we don't really have to think too hard about who the closer is. Nope. Nope. And are we both in agreement that the prime setup guy going into 2024 is Holderman? Yes, with a caveat of unless they sign somebody that's better than him. I, I don't hate the idea of them going out and spending, you know, six, seven million on a, 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 a more experienced setup guy, like a, a you know, true eighth inning guy, um, mm-hmm. and then bumping Holderman back to the seventh. But if they if they don't and they just sign somebody for the seventh, because I do think they need another veteran, an actual veteran presence in this bullpen. 
Um, yeah. You know, it can be free agency. Uh, I, I think free agency is the most logical place, honestly. Um, you know, but I, I think that I, I think the seventh thing is probably the best slot. I think you want to groom Holderman for that eighth inning role long term. And, and the present is is the best time to kind of start doing that. So, I mean, so that's the, my big three. I mean, are you pretty well? I'm, I'm assuming you're pretty well in line with me on that. Yeah, it's it's pretty interesting you mentioned about a free agent or a trade um, because for me, the seventh inning, I always like to have two guys that I consider to be like the seventh inning guys, you know? Okay. And for me, one of them's Moretta. I'm a big Moretta okay. fan. Sure. I think he still still has a little bit of room to grow and refine, but I'd like to get another guy in here and I'm going to toss a, a name out. Okay. It's a very boring, very generic name. And he's pretty much had a very, uh, peripatetic journeyman career, but he, he is having a hell of a year and that's Chris Martin with the Red Sox. Okay. Now next year is going to be his age 38 year. But, I mean, that's like nothing compared to Rich Hill. No. Uh, but this year, my man has put up a one one four ERA with a two fifty FIP. And that's been good for a 1.3 F4 uh, for the Red Sox in 47 innings. Now, next year, he makes $9.5 which is mm-hmm. pirates, pirate expensive. But, you know, this team's got to spend some money. Uh, that's sure. You know, it, it's not my money. It's Bob Nutting's money, and he needs to spend it. Uh, and what better way than to maybe just get like a veteran, like you said, uh, Graybeard, to kind of be like the father figure in the bullpen and fill a key role. Um, now, why would the Red Sox trade him? Well, he does make nine and a half million. Uh, I got a feeling they're going to be in on some uh, free agents, especially some from Japan. Uh, I just have a real feeling they're going to go after a couple pitchers from Japan that are okay. starting to get some buzz. Sure. And they might just be looking to shed some money and get younger in the process. So if the Pirates can do a, a Nick Garcia for Connor Joe-esque type of trade, uh, I'd be all for it in order to get Chris Martin where you're giving up like a very second or third tier pitching prospect, um, in return to, I would go third or fourth, but that's, get him that's here. just me talking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's just the name I'm tossing out. Yeah. 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 They can't trade him again though. They already traded him once. So <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm messing with you. But anyway, yeah, no, no, I, I can see that. I can see the value add. I can also see where you're saying, you know, in terms of his, uh, bland name but you know I, you know it's not going to stand out but yeah he again he's one of those guys that i think could slot in either the seventh or the eighth depending on how the pirates want to use him but he's certainly going to be able to like tutor these young guys and and, and yeah. help bring them along you know so um even bednar i mean i you know the the, the parts haven't had like that true veteran leader in the bullpen you know, since he's been around that I can really think of. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't think it's a horrible idea to, to, to bring in somebody like him, you know, yeah. it's, it's time, they, time these guys get some tutoring. So, um, now I, I, I think you and I are both in agreement that we both are Carmen Mladzinski fans yeah, for the middle, 
the middle. I'd like to see him back, you know, in the majors from the start of next season, you know, in a pretty significant role. Um, not a true setup role, but if they need, if the starter can yeah. only go five and they've got a three one run lead, I want him in there in the sixth inning, you know, to, to start, you know, like he's the, the setup for the setup guys, you know, or if it's a close game, um, you know, and they're, they're behind in like the seventh inning, like down by a run, Blazinski's the, the guy that I want on the mound personally. So he's not quite ready for prime time as far as I'm concerned when it comes to, the actual high leverage type situations, mm-hmm. but um, I want them in the high-ish leverage situations that they're currently giving to uh, to Colin Selby. Although, again, I like Colin Selby in the long run, but he's not quite there yet as far as I'm concerned. So, um, But he, he might be a guy that I think can actually work his way into the picture. Don't sell on Selby yet. So here's a question for you regarding Lijinski. He mm-hmm. was... Correct me if I'm wrong. A supplemental first round pick. Correct. In 2020. Am I correct on that? Yes. Okay. If he is, uh, let's just say he maxes out as a seventh, maybe eighth inning guy. Uh Is that good? Is that a good value return for his draft slot? I mean, I think if you get anything, (laughs) if you get any, if you're, if you get any kind of major league return from any pick after like the 10th overall, I think you should be fine with it. Like, you know, the quality isn't like the quality to me isn't what's important is if he can put some work in and, you know, and, and actually fill a roster spot and, and a valuable one at that, then I think that's a great return as far as I'm yep. concerned. So, I, I mean, it's, it would it be would I much preferred them to have somebody with a higher ceiling that's that's going to contribute more and is that possible to get from that spot? Sure, but I, I mean I think warm body that 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 does something important I think is 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 a really good value from that mm-hmm. that pick as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Okay. So on the middle left-handed pitcher, this is the first one that you and I have a. Uh, slight fork in the road mm-hmm. on. Uh, who are you looking for to fill that spot off Jump Street? So I haven't held per- Perdomo, but I, I don't know the nature of his injury, to be honest with you, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, I, I, I As far as I know, these should be, I know he's out the rest of the year, but I mean, I think it's, he should be fine for next season, if I recall correctly. Do you know what it is off the top of your head? I, I do not, no. Okay. I, I mean, assuming that he's back, and I probably should, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and look at this up, but... I have him there. He's just been pretty. He's been pretty darn dominant at times, and and I think that he's uh, the the high strikeouts, you know, decent walk rate. I think is is kind of where I'm at uh, with this position. I, I like Hernandez. Well, go ahead. I'll let you talk about Hernandez since he's your guy. Yeah, yeah. So you know my general disdain for the Rule Five draft, so I have to eat a little bit of crow here. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. Hernandez has been way, way under the radar this year. Uh, I mean, no, really, nobody's been talking about him, just period. Um, I guess maybe he just sort of gets overshadowed in the mix with some of the other names in the bullpen, of course. But um, I love the strikeout rate for him. He had a couple rough months. Um, he had to have some time on the shelf, of course. And... 
I just think he's a guy that uh, I really want to buy some stock in next year to be the the middle lefty guy. Yeah, and he's been really, really good and really dominant at times. He's just, I think more often than not, though, lately, he's kind of struggled. Um, and, and I mean, that's yeah. not to say that he's not going to figure it out. But I mean, yeah, I I think he's one of the better Rule 5 selections, certainly since, you know, I've been watching Pirates baseball. I think Evan Meek also yeah. um, sort of fit uh-huh. that bill also. Um, you know, I... You know, Hernandez could go down and 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 get some some time, um, you know, and then and then come back up. You know, uh, Perdomo, by the way, has a it's it's an elbow injury. Um, you know, I don't know Uh-oh. what the nature of that is. Um, well, I mean, but it's not a forearm injury. You know, that's <laughs> those are the ones that I really get worried about. But mm-hmm. I, I I I don't know if he's just being shut down more precautionary because he did start on the fifteen day DL and then went to the sixty. So um, I'm not really sure necessarily what the nature of it is. So we could both be on the Jose Hernandez train by the uh, by the beginning of next season. Um, you know, but. Uh, yeah, I, I like um, I, I like Hernandez just fine, but I, I think that he's the the first lefty up uh, from you know from from Indianapolis. That would be my preferred uh, slot for him at this point. Yeah, and then for multi inning, uh, we have two guys here for the pen. We're in agreement on one of them. That's uh, Ryan Barucki. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've come around on him. I was not a fan at first, but yep, yep, um, yep. He just doesn't walk anybody, so he's he's all right in my book. Yeah. Now we have a little bit of a deviation here on the second one. Um, going back to what you said about how Contreras short sort of has to make it or break it, you have him in the bullpen as like a multi inning guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I would definitely. Uh, I don't want to lose him, and this seems like the best spot for him is basically as the like six man man out of the rotation, you know, kind of hide him, um, almost like a rule five pick while you you know give yourself some more time to get him to figure it out. Um, you know, he's still super young, I, and and again, he still has high upside. Um, I, I still think that there could potentially be a future for him in the rotation. Um, you know, I'll be less convinced of it if he can't make the rotation out of spring training next year. But um, especially given the fact that he has the, the Pirates have every motivation on earth to put him into the rotation. Um, but if he ends up if he doesn't make the rotation and he ends up here, I, I would still rather him here than, you know, a waiver claim to some random team. Doesn't he seem like the kind of guy that's going to go out the drive line? in the off season and they're just going to totally like rework his entire mechanics. And we're going to start seeing videos in like February of him, like hitting the gun at 97, 98 again. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's possible. I, I mean, I think it's very, very reasonable to think that somebody's going to fix him. Um, yeah. you know, I, I mean, again, there's, there's a lot of upside in that arm. So, yeah. um, so what do you want to do with that spot? Uh, can I interest you in some Andre Jackson? Um, yes, I do like him. Um, and I think that if Contreras does, if, if Ronzi does end up in the rotation, I think he's probably my guy here. Like I like this, this spot I like is the like six, 
six guy, um, you know, uh, you know, you know, whoever, well, I guess really not six. I think we're past six at this point, even we're going to start the year at like seven or eight, um, yeah. you know, from all of the, the surgeries. Um, but no, I, I mean, I think if, if, if Ron, you know, I definitely want Jackson on the 40 man all, all off season and I want him in camp and I want to see what he can do. Um, you know, uh, I I like him. I, I think that there's there's definitely times where I'm like, man, like I watching him pitch, and I'm like, how have how has nobody how has this guy never established himself? You know, then then usually as soon as that thought pops into my head, he starts getting rocked. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I like him. I, I think he's in contention for this spot. I don't think he's in contention for a rotation spot, but no, um, I agree. You know, like I said, if if or if Contreras ends up winning out, you know, Priester and Ortiz go back down to AAA, and Jackson gets to be the guy, and, and he gets to stick around. Um, if that's not the case, um, then you know Jackson probably gets DFA'd out of spring training. Um, you know, so. Uh, but I, I, I'm in. I'm in if that's if if that you know if, if it's good for the Pirates if he's the guy here because it means Contreras got himself back in the rotation. So that's that's a positive. Yeah, I, I think if the Pirates can, you know, go into next year saying, "All right, no matter what else happens, uh, we like our bullpen making one or two moves," and then that's just like one area that. In general, they don't need to worry about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a, a lot of people have been complaining about the pitching, but if you just look at raw number of runs scored compared to what are going to be the playoff teams, the Pirates need about 100 extra runs at this point compared to those teams. Mm-hmm. So they have to be putting their resources, whether it's free agency or trade, into bolstering this offense. Sure. And they can't they can't just magically wish cast a forty home run season for O'Neill Cruz. Um they they have to be making some more concrete changes and hope that Cruz comes along and, and helps them, but they can't be banking on that. No, they, they there needs to be some other work done. Uh, and I have a name that I'm gonna tease right now. Nice. Um, that we're not gonna talk about until next week though. So God, God damn it. Mark why are you like well, you and I will talk about it. We'll talk about it after oh. we we sign off. Okay. I, I'm not going to keep you hanging. I'm just going to keep the listener hanging. That's uh, that's that's I'm I'm in favor of that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I can't wait. Are we going to do we going to do three stars this week? Yeah, we should probably do it semi quick. Yes. So, my third star for the week and and I'm not I don't pick these guys to troll you. Okay, I don't pick these guys uh, to troll you because here we uh, you go. know I know this is not a person that you care for. Okay, but my third star is is Bubba Chandler. Um, he had <laughs> five five innings pitched, no walks, eight strikeouts uh, against the uh, Washington Nationals affiliate in Harrisburg. Um, the uh, the I, I think this was like last Saturday or Sunday. So uh, great outing for him, um, you know, and that's a star. That's a stacked lineup as far as double A teams go. I mean, that's Bryce Harper that he's facing. You know, that's um, you know, uh, that blanking on the other guy's name that is in the. <laughs> Where's he at? Oh, there he is, James Woods or James yeah, I was gonna Wood. say 
Now James yeah, Woods, say, that's he's here. not as good at baseball as James Woods or Wood. Um, you know, so uh, is he is he a huge conspiracy theorist and hate everything that's not far right Republican? I don't I don't know enough about him. It's possible. You know, I wouldn't rule it out. I mean, he's, <laughs> you're exactly right. <laughs> it depends on I, I guess depends on where he's it depends on where he's staying in Harrisburg. You know, like yeah. depending on what you know, if he's if he's on, if he's pretty deep into Cumberland County or in Lebanon County, then sure, he's that he might just be, or he's yeah. being indoctrinated at the very least. So, um, but so Bubba Chandler, he's my guy this week at number three. Yeah, um, it's it's weird to pick this guy because I don't think he has a future per se with the Pirates, but Miguel Andahar has done some stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have a 429 batting average and a 183 weighted runs created in the past week, uh, I'm going to find a spot for you in my top three. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, and my guy, my number two might be in that same category, although he is really having an incredible September um, and has had some pretty good stretches previously for the Pirates. And that's Josh Palacios. So um, I believe I... Off the top of my head, I think a 169 WRC plus. So, I mean, that's pretty awesome, you know. So, uh, and it speaks volumes to my number one um, and how good of a week I think they had that that Palacios isn't my number one. Big home runs, important hits too. So, um, yeah. but go ahead. Who's your number two? Well, I'm going to be consistent. And uh, I trumpeted him a little bit at the beginning of this podcast. I'm going to go with Bailey Falter. Um, the numbers don't pop off the page, but uh, 0.93 ERA um, sure does. And he put up 0.3 war this past week. Um, so that's that's my guy at number two. Okay. So he is my number one. So oh, okay. no, no reason for go. me to say anything else about him. So, but he's my number yep. one. So my number one is Jack Swinski. Okay. Um, Jack Swinski is a lot like riding the steel curtain at uh, Kennywood. A lot of ups, a lot of downs, but you really enjoy yourself at times uh, when you are on that ride. And this is one of those weeks he just has been uh, pretty good. And you just kind of wonder what if with him. Um, led the team in F4 for the week. Took one deep again. Uh, he kept the strikeouts manageable at 19%. That's uh, good. 389, 389 average and a 203 weighted runs created. So that is my number one star for the week. Yeah. Good choice, good choice. So he was he was definitely in the conversation for me. Like I think this week wasn't anybody that was like super clear, but I I also don't think that we were lacking for options either. That's right. Yeah, we didn't. Neither one of us picked Brian Reynolds very easily. Could have. Mm-hmm. Could have. Yeah, I yep. agree. Um, you know, Bednar, well, another one that I think could have been in there. So. Um, you know, shaky, shaky closing aside today, but you know, yeah, I, I think he's he's had a fine September thus far. Yep. Well, uh, Steve, it's good to talk to you. I know we were actually trying to get together 
in person to see a game. Uh, we even were talking, dear listeners, about doing a live podcast from the Pirate Game. Uh, we were going to go tomorrow, but unfortunately, my services are required elsewhere, and I couldn't do that matinee game with you. Um, but yeah, we'll, let's try to get together in person. But otherwise, I just want to say thank you, and I'm Kevin Cray. I'm Steve DiMaselli. Thanks.